We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts or on our YouTube channel, all over social media, or our morning newsletter, KCSN Daily, dedicated to your Kansas City Chiefs. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. What's up, everybody, and welcome to 21 Questions. It's the KC Sports Network question and answer podcast where we pull a bunch of questions from our KCSN Discord, which is only for our subscribers. And if you are listening to this right now, it is $30 a year to subscribe to get the best film analysis of the Chiefs that you can get out there. You've got all kinds of daily articles that will be in your mailbox access to the discords you can answer or ask questions of us here and the opportunity to win two chiefs tickets to every single home game this season it is a bargain at 30 dollars a year so if you are listening go to kcsn.substack.com sign up right this very moment so that you can ask us some questions here and answering questions with me this week is my good pal, our fearless leader, BJ Kissel. BJ, my friend, how are we doing today? Doing fantastic. It is great. It's been a while since I've jumped on this, so it's nice to get back on, and uh, I appreciate that great intro. You you hit everything. The one thing I will say, you also support, with a subscription to KCSN Daily, you would be supporting our My First Game campaign, uh, which is our partnership with the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Kansas City, where we are going to send four tickets two boys and girls club members to send them to Arrowhead stadium for kids who have never been to Arrowhead before who might not otherwise have that opportunity. You're listening to this show. You are most likely a diehard fan here in the middle, middle of June. Uh, and you've been probably been to Arrowhead. You know how special that is. And it's, it's pretty special for us to be able to, you know, a little over a year into this company to be able to kind of pay that forward and give more people that opportunity, especially kids, um, and I think all of us who have been to Arrowhead, you know, especially when you were younger, understand how special that is. So supporting KCSN daily and being a part of our Substack um, and our daily newsletters, you guys do such a fantastic job uh, with the content. You can't find better Chiefs written analysis content anywhere. Uh, and we're really going to turn it up to 11 this year with everything that we got going on and, and the way to give back with the My First Game campaign, being a part of this, it, it's special and it all comes together and excited about it. You guys all know this internally, uh, but everybody else, we're excited to, to get some of this stuff out there and get it going. Absolutely. And if you are listening and you are not a subscriber, the thing that is posted today that I have done for today is going to reveal the thing that the Chiefs are going to be exceptionally better at without Tyreek Hill on the field. I that's the that's the teaser for it. So sign up. You'll find out what it is. I'm going to break it down, film review, everything like that. So that'll be there. Let's get to the questions here. Uh, OKR starts off here and saying Matt and Craig seem to have more faith in Trent McDuffie than they do in Spags' ability to use him. Gentlemen, am I getting an incorrect vibe? Um, kind of. It's, it's more of a, an NFL tendency i think that steve spagnuolo is going to be able to use him well i know we spent a lot of time talking about 
the various coverage schemes and things like that, that they're not probably going to be comfortable running with Trent McDuffie out there. But I do think that Steve Spagnuolo is going to be able to use a very sharp player like Trent McDuffie that can play in multiple schemes. So I, I think that that's going to be fine. I think that the only trepidation, because we both love him so much, but the only trepidation is just how short he is. And so you're going to have guys like Mike Williams. You are going to have guys that are much bigger than him that are just naturally going to give him fits. And there's not a whole hell of a lot he can do about it, unfortunately. And there will be matchups that see him in that. Now, Steve Spagnuolo is going to try and you know, reduce that as much as possible, but there will still be instances will be on where he'll be on those guys. I think our trepidation there just mostly stems from those rare situations when that will happen. What is the outcome going to be? All right. Thanik asks, do you have any concerns regarding the amount of injuries the Chiefs have already suffered? It seems like more than years past, BJ. This is where you have to rely on your beat writers. You have to rely on the people out there watching practice and see how you know serious these injuries are because in general, I'd say no. As hot as it is around Kansas City and these guys get a little bit of a soft tissue, they're not going to play through anything right now. So unless the beat writers are telling you they're being carted off and it looks really, really bad, something like that. I don't think these soft tissue things are going to be a huge deal. Now, if it turns out that that's different, this is the time of the year where if it is going to be a worse injury, we might not hear about it because the team, the agent, nobody wants to leak that information out while they're trying to then negotiate with a veteran who's not on the team right now, most likely to try and fill that spot. If it's a guy that might end up playing, you start reporting and it gets out there that so-and-so got hurt then Brett Veach or his staff calls an agent about a player that agent knows like, Hey, your guy got hurt. I've got a little bit more leverage here. So uh, I guess I'm given both sides of the argument there, but at this point I would say no um, young guys, especially, I mean, it's freaking 115 degrees. It seems like in <laughs> Kansas city right now, I don't blame those guys. Uh, you want the young guys to get out there, get reps, but their, their time, you know, studying the playbook and sitting in those meeting rooms, that's significantly more important this time of the year. Uh, than getting out there on the field and kind of going through it physically. Not that that's not important, uh, but their ability to just be in those meeting rooms and get the mental stuff for the young guys, the veterans, this is just, you know, tune up for them. You know, Travis Kelsey, those guys, uh, we know they're going to be able to play. So I wouldn't look too much into it, uh, but I'd really trust the guys who are out there watching practice on the days that it's open to the media uh, and then being able to answer those questions and knowing that if they sniff around and there's something they feel is like more serious, uh, those guys, you trust those guys to get in there and get those answers. And if it's been 24, 48 hours and you don't hear anything that's really, really bad, uh, that means they're soft tissue things that they'll get through. Yeah. And it's worth noting, Andy Reid does not have to file an injury report right now. Mm -hmm. And so Andy Reid is not going to give you any information there. He's very close to the vest about all that stuff for good reason, like BJ said there. Just DRK, if you could choose one player between Juan Thornhill or McCole Hardman to play at a Pro Bowl slash All-Pro level, who would it be and why? This is a phenomenal Ooh. question because... Ooh. I can make the argument for either guy here. I'm going to go with McCall Hardman in yeah. this instance. I know what Juan Thornhill just said, and I really hope that Juan Thornhill has that happen. But if McCall Hardman plays at an all-pro level at receiver, the Chiefs are set. Like Because yeah. I think the, the question mark about all of this is how do they fill the Tyreek Hill role in this offense? And if McCall Hardman is an all-pro level receiver, that means they filled the Tyreek Hill role with McCall Hardman. So that would yeah. largely mean that the offense did not miss a beat. Everything was clicking. The offense is still putting up all kinds of yards and points, everything like that on the board. So if McCall Hardman goes that big, oh my goodness. Like That tells me that the offense is just absolutely stacked. And I would say it's a higher likelihood that Juan Thornhill plays at an all pro level just because, and that that's not a slight on McCole Hardman. That's just, there's some more receivers. I think it's more difficult in the AFC right now to separate yourself in that kind of way uh, to be at that level where I think that, you know, Juan Thornhill has a chance and we've seen it. He's coming back. He's got that extra year off the injury where 
he's going to be able to come back and I can see him coming back and playing at a very, very high level. I've been a Juan Thornhill guy since he first came into the league. We know he's got the ball skills and now the physicality. We saw him get a little bigger, actually ran into him a couple of weeks ago at the gas station uh, that we crossed past. He was on his way to practice and talked to him for a couple minutes and it actually looks a little thinned down. Uh, in a good way, a little leaner, where it felt like from his rookie year to that second year, he bulked up and he got he added some mass to him. And now mm-hmm. it feels like he's a little bit leaner. I don't know if that's by design or or what it is. Maybe it's just the heat taking all the weight off him right now. But uh, it looks good. I expect big things out of Juan Thornhill. He's wired the right way and uh, not going to be surprised at all if he comes out and has a great season. BJ just casually dropping that he ran into Juan Thornhill at a gas station a couple weeks ago. It's amazing. And people don't know what they look like when they don't have pads on. <laughs> He's just walking around and no one's talking. I was like, hey, sorry, Chief Safety. What's going on, man? I know you. Jay the fan asks, if you could just take a vacation anywhere in the world and be happy with the ones you love, where would you go? He references his back porch with his fire pit, the pool, wife, daughter would be his happy Gilmore, happy place. BJ. What's yours, buddy? Besides taking my boys to Vegas for the Shrine Bowl, that was awesome. Um, I would say, honestly, I leave on Monday to go on a family vacation. And it'll be the third year that my family's done it. We're going to Table Rock Lake. And we run out with my sister, my brother-in-law, and my nephew, and my mom. And then, obviously, my wife and I and our two kids. Uh, we go and rent a houseboat. And we go to Table Rock. And we go find some cove you know, away from everybody or some island. And just kind of dock up on the shore. Um and just hang out. We just have a little cove. It's got like a slide off the back. Uh, it's awesome. You just secluded. I like being around water and the lake. It's a great place. You can fish. You can swim. Uh, just being able to relax and kind of get away from people. Don't have cell phone service. So I could unplug for a few days from business stuff. All the behind the scenes stuff that I've been working on. It'd be nice to get away from it uh, for as long as I can uh, until I start twitching and and tell them to bring me closer to <laughs> service so I can check my email. Um, I'm going to start but, getting texts from BJ midweek. I'm going to be like, well, the twitching started. That's- here's, like, Craig, here's my password. Here's my email. Get in there and see see if we got some of these emails. Can you I gotta get some stuff for me? Yeah, yeah. no. I'm, yeah, I'm similar, except uh, I, I don't care so much about the water part. Just get me someplace cold. I'm sick of this heat already. It's been one week into Kansas heat. I'm done. I'm absolutely done. So put me someplace cold outdoors without cell phone service with my family. And I, I'm, I'm going to be set. Andy Nagel, what player did each AFC West team draft that has the potential to cause the most problems for KC? Well, I am going to look this up real quick because I'm, I'm, I'm blanking here. I wanted to say it was Jordan got- Davis, but I know. Do you have no. some off the top? Of I've your got head? one. I did not okay. like that the Broncos got Dulwich. Yeah. UCLA tight end. I like yeah. that dude. And he's a matchup problem. And when you have tight ends that are athletic, that can get out and run after the catch and all those things that we saw from Kelsey. You looked at that draft. He was the one guy on film. It was like, that kind of looks like Travis Kelsey as a younger yeah. player. I'm not saying he's going to be that. Relax. Uh, if you're listening to this. But he is a guy that if he develops with Russell Wilson, with a competent quarterback, he could be a problem uh, for defenses. And so I was not happy to see him go there. But to your point, I was very happy that Jordan Davis did not end up in our division. And and Los Angeles, that that just seemed like the the most no-brainer move at all time. So of all time, so I'm so glad that that didn't happen, that he went before that. Um, I'm going to go for the Broncos, Nick Benito out of Oklahoma. I think he's got a lot of juice as a pass rusher. I think he's got some flexibility as well. I think he'll fit really well over there. Um, I do like the JT Woods pick for the Chargers. I think that that's actually a, a, a really good one. I think that they might end up playing maybe a little more like, uh, I don't know, he could play a little bit in the slot, play a little bit of deep. So I think that that's, that's a really fun one that they're going to get to pick. And then the Raiders, man, it, it's hard because the Raiders pick so late that there's not a ton yeah. of guys that I was like looking at and I was like, man, Really, I'm scared of that guy, but Matthew Butler uh, out of Tennessee is a guy that we talked about leading up mm-hmm. to the draft a lot. We saw him at the Shrine game. He was he was a good interview. He was a good he was a really good dude. So I I want to see him succeed, and then he goes to Las Vegas. So now I don't want to see him <laughs> succeed. I want him to play out his rookie year, get a big contract somewhere else, and be awesome. So 
Craig, who is the player? And I'm putting you on the spot. And you might not know. Mm-hmm. And then we'll just, we won't cut this because we don't cut stuff here yeah, at KC Sports. Like, who is the player that Bay straight up said, like, I don't want to come to Vegas at the Shrine Bowl, like months oh. before the draft? And he was oh, like, man. I don't like it here. He's like, I don't like this at all. And I was like, I it swear was, to God, I hope you go to Vegas because I'm using this clip. <laughs> it was a receiver. Um, shoot. I don't remember who that was either. It was one of the, if you go back through there, the receivers that we interviewed, it was one of those dudes. It wasn't Tyquan if- Thornton. If you are listening to this, ask us on social media, remind us, and we'll go find who it was. There you go. But the player just straight up said, like, I do I not want to come I here. Like I do not want to play here. And I remember looking, I think it was at Tucker at the time. I was like, I hope they draft him. Like, I <laughs> save this. Write this player's name. Like, we are using this clip. If they draft him, like, yeah. immediately on draft night. Like, oh, he's really going to be a fan favorite there. It was uh, it was a little too busy for him, if I remember right. Like he was just yeah. like, man, I I just want to sleep. Like, this he did like the much. buildings. He's like, there's too yeah. many buildings. There's too many lights. It was yeah. overstimulated. It's very similar to things Tucker was saying the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> it's like there's too stimulated, <laughs> too stimulated, too many things going on. Oh yeah. All right, Jacob M. It's game day, afternoon kickoff. What is your food and drink order at the Kingdom Bar and Grill, BJ? Ooh, good one. Um, I'm a, I've been a big fan of the fried pickles just as an appetizer. Uh, I just like fried pickles and theirs are pretty good. Um, their chicken tenders are actually really good too. Like I'm three years old, um, or eight years old, uh, growing up in my food order. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and then drink order. I'm actually growing up now and you guys will appreciate this because you know what my drink order has been for like, Mm -hmm. since I was forever and we'll say, Uh my mom listens to this podcast. Um, the bourbon smash. With the the new Ben Holiday bottled and bonded bourbon, that we're gonna try to get that special Matt J from uh, uh, Holiday Distillery. He makes that that honey cinnamon mixture. That's a proprietary oh. mix up at Holiday. If you go up there, order the drink from Matt and get a bourbon smash. But it's like a honey cinnamon mixture with the uh, with the Ben Holiday bourbon, a little bit of lemon and some some garnish. But that that drink I as become like a go-to drink megan and i went up there last weekend had a few more of those had a holiday toast which is very similar you throw some five farms in it uh it's fantastic i've become a bourbon fan because of that bourbon um yeah i know Listen, and it's you, so different from I, when we were up there together you guys all got that old-fashioned and i was like oh. trying to drink it and i was like it's okay give me a captain and coke it was I'll be fine like i've been since i was 21 years old but yeah yeah give me that bourbon um, smash it's you know it's funny. I just realized the entire time that we were there at the draft, I didn't eat at the Kingdom Bar and Grill. I didn't eat dinner <laughs> either. One of those nights, <laughs> like just, you were we, busy. We, we were busy. We flew right through it, and I, 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 I <laughs> it dawned on me. You know, as I saw this question right here, I was like, "Oh damn, I didn't actually eat that night either." Did that fried? So, you didn't get the fried chicken sandwich. That was Kent. Kent and Maddie That's got Kent. that. Yeah, yeah. Kent and Maddie got that. Maddie can't go like a half hour without eating. So, like, he, of course, he ate yeah. there and then, you know, fried chicken. Kent's going to eat there. So, there's a lot of food uh, there that's actually for a sports is. bar. Like, there's a lot of food it that's actually great. really good. Yeah. The, the, even the brisket sandwich is pretty good. Um, I've eaten there a lot. I live about 400 yards from it. So, it's the closest <laughs> place to go. But yeah, the food's pretty good. And I'm excited to, to get there in the fall, have it be our home base and be able to invite. Everybody who's listening, you ever come in town? If you're from out of out of town, come and hang out. If you're around for a game, you're not going to the game. If it's a road game, come to Kansas City. Come hang out with us at the Kingdom Bar and Grill. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yep. Bones Jackson asks, one game at Arrowhead to fly from Europe to go to after mid-October. Which one should it be? Of course you put after mid-October because... That Buffalo Bills game is smack dab in mid-October. That's going to be a fun weekend just in general. So uh, that Dope. Buffalo Bills game, I didn't say anything, but that right. Buffalo Bills game is going to be a fun weekend. So that that's a good one. But if you had to pick another one, I, I think, um, man, this is a tough one as well. But uh, the 27th uh, that of November is the Rams at arrowhead that i I mean if you got to pick one to come to the back half of that that the home slate is the titans the chargers the rams and then you've got the seahawks and the broncos the rams are clearly the best team 
on there. So if you are going to pick one of those, that's a mid-afternoon game. It's going to be prime tailgating. You got to come to that one if you're coming to one because that's that, that's just going to be the best game. So, all right. B. Ritter, what is the best uniform combination that the Chiefs have, BJ? Oh, white on white. White like, on white, even, you think? I like the white on white. I do. I think the red on red, It, it we did so I mean, much. When I was there. They they built it up so much, and it, it looks cool. <laughs> like the color rush, I get all of that, but there's just something about the white on white with the white socks. Like It's just that classic. I know that uh, you know, it was, I never talked to himself, you know, what I was told, but that Lamar hunt, like that was his favorite uniform combo. And there's just something every time they came out into it, it just, it looked good. I like the classic uniforms. I don't like all the new stuff. And if you, anybody who wants a black chiefs uniform, just unfollow no. me on social media right now, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm a fan of the white on white. I, white on white's my second favorite, my first favorite red top. White bottom. I love it. I think it's very clean look. Nobody else is wearing it. I, I think it's a very clean look. But why don't I'm fine with white on white? All right. Wes asks if Juju has over a thousand yards. You think the Chiefs extend him? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the Chiefs probably would be interested in a longer term deal for Juju this offseason, but he's coming off of an injury. And, you know, they're replacing a lot of dudes here. And Tyree Kill was still on the team when they signed Juju. So uh, they, they were still kind of sorting some stuff out. Um, obviously, the longer-term deal came for Marquez Valdez-Scantling. I think that Juju has a chance. He's flying a little bit under the radar in this entire yeah. lead-up. Now, the Chiefs are still putting him on the on the podium plenty. Don't get me wrong. Like He's still out there as a very public figure for this team, but everybody seems very hyped about other members of this offense. I think Juju's flying a little bit under the radar. I think he's going to be a Chiefs favorite. I think once he gets out there and he's executing, I think it, yeah. I think he's already an Andy Reid favorite. But I mean, I think it's going to be like an Andy Reid super favorite, and Mahomes will trust him. So. If that guy gets a thousand yards, knowing that not that he can't get chunk plays, but he's not mm-hmm. going to score a bunch of eighty-yard touchdowns, that means he's making high-leverage third-down catches across the middle. And if he's doing that and getting a thousand yards, Patrick Mahomes is going to make sure that he stays around. Especially oh, knowing yeah. that there aren't a lot of receivers under contract beyond next year, besides Sky Moore and a couple right. of the some of the other younger guys. But mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Mike Denny, if you could pick one away game this year to go to, which would it be since he mm. we since talked he? about that we talked about that we before did. yeah he did i just think that's that's the team i mean they beat us that's the one team that if everybody's talking about buffalo and chiefs fans get upset when mm-hmm. you know the the analysts say that buffalo is going to win since he's the one team that if analysts predict to win you really can't say anything they beat us like they beat it they got one <laughs> on us and we get to go to their place they're going to be hyped because regardless of the fact they beat us last year, the Chiefs are still the team that everybody is looking at. Everybody's still looking at Patrick Mahomes. They're talking trash on what the offense can look like without Tyreek Hill and all those things. Uh, since he's going to be lit for a young team with a young, good quarterback, uh, they've got a lot of confidence. That's going to be a go-improve-it uh, for the Chiefs, even though this is a team that's accomplished a lot. That's going to be a go-improve-it game in a, I don't want to say hostile environment. I don't know what the environment's like uh, there when the team is good, but I'm sure it's going to be very excited if you're a Cincinnati Bengals fan. That's a game that you have scheduled. That's a game you have circled. So so your answer is go to Cincinnati in early December. Like, <laughs> I mean, I get yeah, I'm not going to like, have a good, like, go out and, like, have a good time. Like, I was in Vegas, L.A. Like, there are a lot yeah, of good places. Yeah, Vegas Denver Week game. 18. Yes. Yeah, all of those. But as far as just, like, actual football game that matters that, like, I am sure. holding on to us sitting at that bar in Las Vegas watching the second half, like, I can't get that oh. out of my system. That's the last game that we – that was the game that we lost. And everything since then has been disappointing and talking about the offseason and all this stuff. Like, that's this thing that won't go away until you go and win that game in their place and you prove that that was a fluke. And the other one was a fluke. Like go yeah. out there and beat the best team. They can consider themselves the best team because they beat you when it mattered. Yep. No, I'm with you. It's just you, you want some skyline chili, skyline chili in December. I, I got it. I got you, buddy. No, we, we, I know a lot of people in Cincinnati now that work for the Bengals. So I'd go see those guys. Oh, okay. Well, there you see. That's you could have countered with that. I got, I, like, I got no quips for that. But three or four people that used to work in the chiefs video department now work for the Bengals video department. Nice. So their content is going to be very good. 
Yeah. Seth and Will uh, and all those guys are good. Nice. All right, Steve Gray. How soon will we have a general sense about which of the twenty-two, the twenty twenty-two draft picks are future starters? Um, I I think maybe uh, off season next year. Uh, I think you'll see kind of the way that the team is shaping some of those things. Like you're gonna know George Karloftis is gonna start. Period. Trent McDuffie is gonna start. I think we're gonna see Brian Cook get some real significant snaps, Sky Moore, even maybe Darian Kennard, Leo Chanel. Like those are all guys that I think we feel pretty confident about them starting during their rookie deal. But if you don't see them make a concerted effort to add more corners, I think you can feel pretty good about Joshua Williams, about you know some of the young guys that they have on the roster as well. Isaiah Johnson, Isaiah Pacheco, like those moves that they make in the offseason next year will kind of point to how comfortable they are with the rest of those guys. So I think that, you know, the three, four picks that are there in day three that we don't think are just automatically going to be starters. I think that next offseason and how they construct their team is going to tell you a lot there. Grayson asks, do the chiefs have the highest floor at wide receiver in the entire NFL BJ? Whoo. No, <laughs> like, sorry, like you're not going to find a more optimistic Chiefs fan than I am, but there are teams that have a, what I would say, a more talented group. Now, when you add in Patrick Mahomes, you add in Andy Reid, do I think that group can go out and perform the best of any group? Absolutely. But if you're asking me if I would trade our wide receiver room for other wide receiver rooms across the NFL, like, yeah. Yeah, like I, sorry, <laughs> and we we're just talking about. I, I, I look at Cincinnati. I mean, Jamar yeah. Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd, and who else? Like that's just off the top of my head without studying oh, yeah. the rosters. Like that's a higher floor, uh, just right off the bat with those guys uh, than what the Chiefs have. But again, that is looking at everything through a vacuum, and you add in the play calling, you add in the offensive line, you add in Patrick Mahomes, the ultimate X factor. Um, I think that this group can go out and score 30 points a game. That was my point from the beginning with mm -hmm. saying that through the whole Tyree kills, not going to be there. We will not be as explosive, but do I still think that this chief's offense is going to average 30 points a game? Yes, I do. Even though per play basis, we don't have that threat that we did with Tyreek. And in some ways, which I'm sure uh, you will get to, uh, there are some other things that the chiefs are going to be able to do with your writing. And then the newsletter coming out when people are reading this, sure. uh, I do think that there are, um, there are ways in which we're going to be able to judge this chief's offense and be able to look and say, they might not be as explosive, but they might be more dynamic and that they'll be able to spread the ball around and really take advantage of the one aspect of Patrick Mahomes game that has never gotten enough credit because we're so enamored with the physical abilities. And I think I've said this sentence like 87,000 times, but we get so enamored with his physical abilities that we don't give enough credit to the mental acuity that he has to play the position with his photographic memory and know how to read defenses and all those things that he's so much better at than he gets credit for. And when you're not trying to get the ball to such a dynamic playmaker like Tyreek Hill, because you want to get the ball to a guy who's the most explosive player in NFL history, mm -hmm. care what he says on a stupid pod. We're not getting sure. into that. No, but I fully agree everything out like, yeah all of those things are true and that it's most explosive player to ever play in the NFL. But now that you don't feel like you need to get him the ball because of those things, you spread the ball around. You've got enough weapons all over the place that Patrick Mahomes can be able to get the ball to the right guy in the right situation. And yeah, I, but overall I would, I would not say they have the highest floor uh, of any wide receiver group. I mean, I think it's, I think it's funny. Like we talk about that, like the chiefs had arguably the most explosive offense almost in NFL history over the past several years. Like I, even last year when we were complaining about what's wrong with them, why can't they get, why can't they do this? There's still a better offense than 22 other teams in the NFL when they were on their off day. And when they were clicking, they were scoring in 13 seconds and winning the game and when they had no business winning a game. So, I mean, like it, it's going to look different. It's going to be different, but yeah, it, it's just, I think I'm, I'm with BJ. I think they're going to spread the ball around a little more. I'm trying to pull back a little bit here. Casey <laughs> mm -hmm. from KC asks, favorite single malt scotches? Casey from KC, I love Lagavulin 16. It is my all-time favorite scotch. I love it so much. I have a bottle sitting 
right over there. I want I want to go over there and grab it and drink it right now, but I also don't want to be a mess by the end of this podcast. So I will not. <laughs> LeBrundage, what is your favorite non-barbecue restaurant, PJ? That's a loaded question. There are so yeah. many good restaurants. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna give a, a an answer that only people that grew up in the area will probably know these two restaurants. And I'm going to go with two restaurants that I will always go to because they were always good. And I've been the two restaurants I've probably ate at the most in my entire life. First one, Jersey boys sandwich shop out in Overland park, right off 151st street. I've eaten there since I was a kid. If I'm going to go get a sandwich, I'm not going to good sense. I'm not going to subway. I'm going to Jersey boys to get a sandwich. And then if I'm getting Mexican, I'm going to jalapenos. So there's mm-hmm. one right there off 151st and 69 highway. There's one uh, over there in Brookside. I That's just probably not the greatest food in the world, but it's my comfort food. I will go to either one of those places, and it will always be good. I, I will tell you this. In Wichita, my favorite Mexican place, Birria Tito. They make the best quesadilla ever. Like it, it is delicious. I love it so much. And then if I got to grab pizza – Shout out to my guy over there, uh, Graham at Ziggy's Pizza, College Hill location in Wichita. Go there. They they have awesome, awesome pizza. I like it personally better than any of the Kansas City pizza out there. I've tried a lot of Kansas City pizza. I know people really high on Kansas City pizza. I'm a bigger fan of uh, Ziggy's down here in Wichita. Shots fired. It's going to get... That's gonna get people we, going. That's. I hope we going. didn't torch a sponsor right there, BJ. You're, you're not talking to a pizzeria, right? No. Okay. Good. All right. Now. I'll, <laughs> I'll shout out El Lazaron. We hung out with the guys at at Matt Miller's wedding. Those are good dudes. It's good pizza. There's a lot of good food out there. But yeah. for my money, like for places that are around me, I'll, I'll small place. I don't. I think it's a chain, but I only have seen it around here. Uh, a place called Tortilla Ranch. Uh, it's actually really, really good too. It's a little spot over by Lamar Donuts off College in Antioch out here in Oakland Park. It's very, very underrated. V- much better than Chipotle. So. Nice. Nice. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, Zach Eisen asks, who is your NBA comparison and give one for Maddie and Kent too. Uh, my NBA comparison is Al Horford after he's run around for 45 minutes already. Like, <laughs> you know, the, nice. he, he's an older dude. Like the body is clearly not able to do some of the things that he wants to do anymore. And he's been running and he's just exhausted, except that's me at the start of the game. So I hope yeah. I'm not a big NBA guy, but like I was always on really successful teams, but I was never like the star player. I always had like a very small role and I contributed in a very small way in like an important time, but it was never a big player. So is that like Robert Ori? He's like always uh, like, he's pretty good. Like he was, he was, I need some bench player that was on all the championship teams. <laughs> you were Bill Paxton. Um, there we go. You were Judd Bushler, uh, Judd Bushler <laughs> yeah. back in the day. There we go. It's the Bulls. 
All right. Uh, Joel Penfield asks, if you can move one offensive player to the defense and one defensive player to the offense, who are you moving? That's a hell of a question, Joel. BJ, who is it? If I had to move one offensive player to the defense, mm-hmm. uh, hmm. man, that is that is tough because I'm going to forget somebody and be like, oh, that would have been a good one. On the other side, I would say Chris Jones to move him to like fullback and like a red zone type thing. Like that yeah. would be good. Or actually Colin Saunders also, because if you've seen the highlights of Colin Saunders in college, oh like that goodness. dude, he's like, feet. he's got good feet. He's got good hands. I have watched that dude. I know he tweets a lot about basketball, but if you've been in that locker room or any beat writer listening, like you've been in that locker room, you know, he's got handles cause Binks. Like the guy can play basketball. He can handle the ball. You get that guy a touch. He can run a little uh, angle route out of the backfield he's going to catch the ball so i would say colin saunders or chris jones on that side and it's tough offensive player to defense because my original thought was like an orlando brown and put him at like defensive tackle next to chris just a big body that can't move um that you can't move uh Mm -hmm. but man that's tough on the offensive side it is um and see like I, I mean, the cheating answer is McCole Hardman because he's played some corner. Like, he played corner before. So, that that's that's the cheating answer there. Um, man, it's that is really tough. Let, let's go with uh, Noah Gray can play Sam linebacker. Put okay. him on the other end of there. I mean, like, it's it's similar principle. You're stacking the edge. You're trying to funnel things around. You're you're not allowing, you know, guys to climb on yet. Like, it, yeah. Have him play like, I would say Sherman. Like, Sherman's who I yeah. was thinking. He's like, you just put him out there at linebacker. He's not there anymore. Yeah, Actually, run into him. I run into him all the time, too, out here in Overland Park. Is he just running into it? BJ, friend of every Chiefs player ever. i'm not hanging out with these guys I just cross paths sure. with these guys sure i know who they are sure sure you are <laughs> raspberry pie 15 are we underestimating the impact joe Cullen could have on the pass rush this year i think we are a little bit um i know we spend a lot of time talking about defensive end and how they're going to get after the passer and all that we're lar- looking at this and we're going okay yeah they got george Karloftis, but by and large it's the same group of dudes as last year minus melvin ingram and it wasn't a particularly great four-man pass rush at times last year. So you look at that and you go, well, I'm not sure. Joe Cullen is a hell of a defensive line coach. Like all of the Jags fans that I know that I talked to when they signed Joe Cullen, when the Chiefs signed Joe Cullen, I asked about him. I was like, hey, and I got it. I was pretty impressed by the limited stuff that I saw from him. And they all to a T is just like, yeah, it was the only good part of last year. Like he got those guys to execute. He he developed players really well. Like he, it was stupid that we even let him go. Like there, there's no reason why that man should you know be on the open market. So I think the Chiefs saw an opportunity there, saw an opportunity to move Brendan Daly and have him get a little more diversity in his you know portfolio there. Andy Reid talked about it. I think that Joe Cullen is going to help some of those guys. Issue with some of that is some of those guys are older. Some of those guys have been here for a little while. Some of those guys are on the last year of their contract. Some of those guys are looking at, you know, not making the last year of their contract. So while I do think that there will be some development and he will have an impact, I just don't know how much of it's going to be fully bought in, fully diverted, you know, dedicated to all of that. I can definitely see some growth there, but it may be year two before we start to really, really see it. Just ERK, if the Chiefs changed their team name, what name would they go with? Ooh. They're not changing their name. I know. <laughs> so, we, we've been over this before. Yeah. The Kings. Let's call them the Kansas City. Whatever Mahomes wants, but call them the Kansas City Kings, and they'd be KCK, and everybody think it'd be for Kansas, and it would just continue to confuse people until oh the end goodness. of time. That Playing in that, Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> they said they may move to Kansas. Don't forget, they've put that out there. Uh, had nothing to okay. do with public money for new funding sure. stadium. Nothing to do with that. Yeah. No, I believe it. I believe it. Clark Hunt, not a savvy bas- businessman or anything like that. Doesn't know what he's doing here with, with some of that stuff. They're staying it. in Missouri. But yeah, the Kings, they're, they're not going like to NBA that. team. Yeah, I know. I I, I do like that. I 
It's the Tough. homies. <laughs> See, and here's the funny part. I'd get on board with Kansas City football team. I'm going to call them the Washington <laughs> football team. I am. I like I'm not gonna stop because I got used to it. I was like, you know what? I dig it. Let, let's just stick with that. That might be the soccer fan in me sticking sticking to it, but yeah, I don't know. Uh Casey from KC also asks, I remember well when Mike Livingston backed up Lynn Dawson. With all due respect to Chad Henney, should the Chiefs be looking for a higher-profile backup quarterback next year who they believe is capable of stepping in and winning several games? In other words, improve their insurance policy. I think at this point, the offense is just so built around, Patrick, you are special. Uh, Do what you need to do to get things done and things adapt around him that there's no good way to have a better insurance policy. Now, Andy Reid, very good at making chicken salad out of chicken shit, you know, famous hard knocks quote there, but he's, um, he's very good at doing that as we've seen with Henny in the past, Matt Moore. So I don't think that you need a higher profile backup at this stage in the career. I think Chad Henny is a good friend of Patrick Mahomes knows how to calm Patrick Mahomes down on the sidelines, knows how to treat him in the film room and help all that stuff. And that is so much more valuable on a week-to-week basis than having a guy waiting in the wings that may have a little higher ceiling there. BJ, you're shaking your head like crazy. So I, uh, yeah, I've got a take. No backup quarterback. You can count. We remember who they are because they become mm-hmm. these huge Tom Brady. They have, you have these stories of guys who are backups who ended up very few teams, like say a decade. How many starting quarterbacks get hurt? How many backups are going to go lead their team to a Super Bowl? Like Nick Foles. Okay. <laughs> Three or four over the last decade could yeah. do that. You're not winning a Super Bowl. If your starter goes down, he's done. That's uh, this is how I think about it. If your starter goes down, he's done. Which means, yes, you want to be competitive. Yes, you want a good quarterback to go out there and try to give you a chance to win a football game. But to your point, when you weigh the value that the backup quarterback presents, the most value he presents is how much is he helping the starter get ready every week. And so having a veteran like Chad Henney, and we're not in those rooms, we don't know exactly what it is, but for him to be around as long as he has, he obviously is a great sounding board for Patrick Mahomes. People have been joking about Chase Daniel and all the monies that he made. Chase Daniel has made a ton of money being a phenomenal Robin to the Batman of the starting quarterback and that he is a great team player. You cannot be in that position for as long as he has and not be a selfless player who's willing to sit with the starter watch film with him and look at it through the eyes of helping your teammate get ready to go play in a football game. Cause if that guy gets hurt, yeah, it's your time to shine and you could try to be the next Nick Foles or Tom Brady. Most likely you're not going to do that. The team is going to go 500 or below and you're going to have to either hope the starter comes back or figure out the quarterback situation for the next season. So to me, the entire value of a backup quarterback is how much value is he presenting to the starting quarterback to get him ready to play every single week. And in that regard, Chad Henney can stay here for as long as he could physically get out there because he's obviously (laughs) very good for Patrick Mahomes because we've seen Patrick Mahomes development. There's a lot of people that take credit for that. There's a lot of people that should take credit for that. Obviously Mahomes getting most of that, but for a guy like Chad Henney, it's invaluable. What the value he presents is not when he steps between the white lines. Cause at that point you're just hoping to be competitive. You're not, expecting to go win a super bowl at that point yeah it's a a more more famous quote here so earmuffs if there are any (laughs) children listening or hit the fast forward there but uh asked about you know well what happens if quarterback goes down and i think the the coach said something to the effect of well then we're fucked and we don't plan for (laughs) fucked like that's that was that was the quote and it's like yeah that, that's what it is if Patrick Mahomes goes down well you know that that's just kind of how it is and so it is built so uniquely around an individual talent like that that it's hard to really say hey let's upgrade the backup quarterback now you want to get five years down the road where Patrick Mahomes seen a little bit of everything, you know, he's a a grizzled veteran at that point. Hey man, bring in 
young guys. Yeah. Let's let's have him start part in some of that wisdom on. I'm on board with it. Then it's just right now, like you got the you got the young hot shot. He's he's going to be that for a long time. Just surround him with people that are going to help him get better. And guys, All he right. likes. Guys, he wants guys to be he likes. those guys. Those guys are around each other a lot. A <laughs> so lot. you want those guys to get along. <laughs> you want them to see eye to eye and and understand how to kind of play off each other when they're watching film and scheming and talking about what do you see, what do I see, uh, and and make them better. And obviously, we've yeah. seen how Patrick Mahomes has played, and Chad Henney deserves some credit uh, for that. Yeah, Gooby thirty five asks, what Casey barbecue item? embodies each respective draft pick from this season best bj you don't have to do every one if you just want to pick a few of those what, what you got here i'm gonna go with leo chanel being the z-man because it's just badass like <laughs> just a badass sandwich the bad, like just i draft picture. night like just the day after the draft i was like picture. i want that dude like i was so happy that he's going to be a fan favorite like i called it i'm continuing my shot oh, yeah. and that was before he went on and that uh fan fest on sunday there right when he's up on stage with mitch and everybody doing all that and he just like violence and physicality he's like <laughs> i get to hurt people for a living like, okay that's what you want in that rush mm-hmm. sam like just get after it uh <laughs> so yeah i would say most badass pick leo chanel most badass barbecue item in kansas city is a z-man all right zach Easy content. Um, follow up. What Casey barbecue item best embodies each member of the lab squad, Tucker and BJ? Well, Kent is the kick and chicken sandwich from Q39. It just <laughs> it's not good on the that, menu, is it? I it's is not it? anymore, but that man <laughs> used to recommend that to people coming into Kansas City to try barbecue for the first time, and he was just like, Go to Q39 and get a fried chicken sandwich. Like, Kent, stop. Like, like I understand that it's good, but stop, dude. So he's he's the kicking chicken sandwich. Um, man, I feel like BJ's our BJ's our Z man. He, he's got to be the the leader here. After B, what BJ, I just said. What's that? I said after what I just said. Now it feels like self serving. I'm saying it, not you. I'm saying it. You're you're right. you're the Z man. You're you're the leader there. I what's Tucker? Man. They have a seltzer sandwich. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we need something with street corn in it. My my man loves street corn. Um, I don't I don't know. I'm seeing bad at all of this. Maddie is three of whatever it is. It doesn't matter what it is. It's just three of it because that's how big it. You know how much food he can put down. Um, I hope this this is gonna come across the way. Craig, with you, I'm gonna say like Jack Stack sides. Because if you ask anyone in Kansas City Mm -hmm. for like the last decade, Mm -hmm. like Jack Stack sides are easily the best. Like this is what it is. You know what you're going to get. Always consistent. Always awesome. Jack Stack sides. The beans, uh, the cheesy corn, all of it wrapped, the carrot cake, everything wrapped up into one. I will take cheesy corn and carrot cake. I don't even care that that's praise on me. I will take the cheesy corn (laughs) and carrot cake there. Man, I, I I want to come up with a good one for Tucker. Something new, something something brand new. Like, yeah, it'd be like new the wings egg. from Q thirty nine because Q thirty nine kind of came out. Like egg. I, mm. I don't know everybody over there, but like Those rings for rule. As a diehard like Kansas City, just grew up here. Like I was very much the I'm Joe's and Jack Stack and mm-hmm. screw all these other new ones, and it. I, I was very hesitant with Q39. I'm like, you don't mess with the originals. Like, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of like the Gates and the Arthur Bryant. Like, that style is not what I prefer, but I, I get it. They're the, they're the originals as well. Joe's Jack Stack guy. It would, took me a really long time to warm up to Q39, but it is so, the Pitmaster sandwich is so good. But those wings, they stand out. So, new, the new young thing, the new young barbecue place coming up, me Q39 and the, the thing that I'm going to get if I ever go there are those wings for sure. Oh, God, they are so, so good. Those Tucker. wings are so good. I remember when Ryan Scott Hall was telling us about Q39, like it had been open like a month, and he was like, you guys. And Ryan <laughs> Scott Hall has never led me wrong on a single food item ever. And I was like, well, damn it. I guess I got to try this. And then he was right. Positive toasty 
if you were to create an all-star team of 22 AFC West starters, 11 on offense, defense, who's making the cut? We're not going to go through all 22 because it's we've already gone 46 minutes there. Um, g- give me the greatest hits. Give me like a, a five on five, basically. You can even kind of narrow it down to like defensive line, offensive line, stuff like that, BJ. Oh, man, I don't even know if I can go that far. Uh, I'm yeah. just thinking like receivers, like you'd have some legit options <laughs> at oh, wide receiver oh. uh, between obviously with Devontae Adams coming into the, the division. I've been a Mike Williams fan from the beginning. Um, I think that guy is a problem. I think Justin Herbert's going to have a huge year. And I think Mike Williams, he just got paid a little bit of money. Um, so he takes the pressure off. That guy is going to make some absolute plays. So uh, receiver is going to be a tough one. Uh, Rashawn Slater at left tackle. Shout out to our Ooh. guy, Duke, down there. Like he is an absolute stud. And Duke was telling us, uh, telling all of us that. And he was saying it from like months before the draft. He's like, this dude is going to be an all pro. Like people are not giving this guy enough respect right now. Um, and yeah, on the defensive side, the new guys coming in. I mean, Bosa's obviously a, a problem. Uh, it's absolutely loaded in this division. So uh, that's going to be impossible. And I couldn't come up with everybody off the top of my head, but um, Patrick Mahomes is going to be the quarterback. And sure. that's of course. without without a doubt. And Travis Kelsey will be your tight end. Like those two, 1,000%. Like uh, those are locked in. So yeah, I don't you know. It's just, it's funny. I asked, you know, the great question. We can do an entire yeah. podcast. That'll be the next oh, 21 man. question is just oh, 22 players. Go. Ooh, there oh, we go. See, Bonus podcast. Actually, I should put that in the back pocket for positive toast. We're about to go through the dark ages right now. <laughs> like there's going to be camp, nothing. Mandatory minicamp is done. That It's the deadest time of the year Ooh, between right now good. and training camp. And training camp. Yeah. Hmm. May have to come back to that one, positive toast. That's a good Except... One. If you're following KC Sports Network on Twitter, because oh, we got counted you. up. No, don't we have worry. Ten, Craig, I counted this up. We have 10 things to announce before training camp starts. Oh we have 10 things, ten like new things. Sh- new shows, new hosts. We just talked to, uh, we just announced the breakdown uh, last mm-hmm. week with Matt Castle and Matt Hamilton. Obviously, you know, Matt Castle, former Chiefs quarterback, doing a weekly podcast with uh, Matt Hamilton. Uh, Helped. It was a coach at Mizzou. Uh, Mizzou football is now a producer for Good Morning Football. You've probably seen him. He does segments up there. Uh, but phenomenal X's and O's. Like you will be educated watching that show. And they are going to break down the upcoming matchup, which not a lot of people do. And that's why I'm really excited about the show. A lot of analysis is reactionary about what happens after the fact. They're going to kind of show, hey, here's what we kind of see. Here's what these defenses do. Here's what Mahomes is going to face. And here's what we are going to face with the opposing offense, the opposing quarterback, kind of uh, projecting it forward. And, you know, those guys have a little relationship because Matt Castle had done some guest spots with Good Morning Football before. And so they already kind of knew each other. And putting those guys together, they it hit off right off the bat. They're really excited about doing that show. And it's going to be phenomenal content. So uh, that was one thing I'm we announced. Excited about that. We have 10 more things. To announce both on the college side, we've got some K State stuff or excuse me, KU stuff to announce. We've got some Mizzou stuff to announce. Uh, there's I don't want to give anything away. There's, I'm getting too close to saying it now. There's a lot, there's a lot. Uh, to announce. So while it's a dead period for NFL news, KCSN will have some stuff that we need to get out there before training camp kicks up. All right, last question here. Mike Denny asks, "What's your dream World Cup matchup to see at Arrowhead in 2026?" My goodness, I, I screamed and yelled and hooped and hollered, just went crazy when Casey got the World Cup. I have already taken out the second mortgage on my house to afford <laughs> tickets. They will be ridiculously expensive, but I, I mean, I can't, can't miss it. it it's going to be great. I'm, I'm actually looking to see. I'm, I'm very curious to see the schedule, to see when they're going to release some of that stuff. I'd like to hit up multiple spots, get down to Dallas, get down to Houston, maybe fly some spots fly some places see some games but the dream matchup for arrowhead it's it's usa versus england man like Mm. it's it's gotta be usa versus england uh they're about to face off in this upcoming world cup here they are going to play each other on black friday so i am i want it to happen again Every time they meet in the World Cup, it is electric. It is an absolutely electric atmosphere. There's a natural rivalry there, both on the men's and the women's side. So give me that one again and put me in that stadium. Tom Childs can come and join me, for our, our buddy who also writes about the Chiefs, and we 
can have some banner, but it, it's going to be it's going to be so great. The World Cup's here. I can't wait. Just absolutely I, can't wait. I'm so happy. I'm not going to pretend to be this huge soccer guy. You and I went to soccer game before, and I've told that story before uh, of embarrassing you in the cauldron. Um, but you know, we are proud. You know, season ticket members of KC Current at KC Sports Network. Now we have some friends uh, over there, and I'm really happy for Chris and Angie Long and for what the KC Current are doing, the investment that they're making in soccer in the Kansas City area, and with the new stadium coming up, it's going to be done by the time the World Cup gets here. It's going to put soccer in a huge way on the world's map for everybody. So for people like Ali Trost uh, that have really leaned into soccer and does a fantastic job, really happy for Ali and everyone else that's been pushing for soccer before it became the thing that everyone's going to be talking about. I'm going to be a part of that, getting all excited about the world cup coming here. But for people who were into this before it became official or before it was really a thing uh, who really pushed and, and, built soccer up in this community to make it attractive enough for the world cup to want to bring here. And you have to give Clark hunt and the every, mm -hmm. it took every Kathy Nelson, the sports commission, everybody had to get a part of this, but for the people that have really been pushing for soccer and trying to grow the sport here locally and get it to a point where it was attractive enough again to, to bring that here. It's, it's awesome for them. I'm happy for them. Uh, just kind of cheering from the sideline and, and hopefully we got four years to build up the soccer stuff here at KC sports network. And yeah. it's coming, it's coming. Uh, I got Let's some go. stuff, but yeah, um, no, I'm, yeah, it's going to be good. I think it's awesome. When you look at the, the cities that got awarded that, like yeah. you're, you're looking at the map and you're like, well, yeah, of course, that city and that city made it. They're not going to do this without that city, that city, that city. And then there's Kansas City. Like, that's that's a testament to the soccer culture and everything that they have built in Kansas City. There is a U.S. national team training facility in Kansas City. There are going to be two soccer-specific stadiums in Kansas City. Washington, D.C. did not get any games nashville didn't get any games denver didn't get any games these are big big cities that are destination locations things like that kansas city is now up there right up there with the rest of these other cities they are going to be on the world stage and we all know how kansas city is going to handle that it's going to go well it is they're yeah. going to treat that well they're going to present they're going to present really 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 well it's going to be awesome i can't wait that's going to do it for 21 questions for this week. I thank BJ for joining me. Stay tuned next week on Monday. We are going to have a special guest join the KC Laboratory again. Your buddy, your sure. buddy, Derek Johnson. Is no, your buddy, Derek my buddy, Johnson Derek coming Johnson. On? he's not my buddy. He's Derek DJ. Um, you... <laughs> I'll share the stories. I will share the stories. Go share it. Share it. Go right ahead. I just remember top three moments at KC Sports Network where Kent and I did the Zoom with you to tell you that you're going to do a weekly video with Derek Johnson. And now you guys text, you talk. Like, it's awesome. He's a great dude. Like, I know him a little bit. He's the I best. say that we know, know each other really well, but just a genuinely, like, down-to-earth, like, good dude who loves talking football. And for anyone who's ever wondering, like, oh, these guys are fans. They don't know. Derek Johnson validated everything you've been writing for the last like 13 years. And you're not going to want me to share it, but he was like, you know, your stuff. And you're like, Derek Johnson just said, I knew football. And I was like, yeah, like that's real recognizing real. Like, you know what you're talking about. And the chiefs all time leading tackler and the best linebacker in franchise history told you, you know what you're talking about. Tucker cut that part out. Tucker cut that part out, but <laughs> I can't. Other said he, he cut that out. That other part, I'm like, that wasn't recorded. You turned yeah. it off when <laughs> he said that. He did turn it off. He did. But yeah. Anyway, that's gonna do it. <laughs> but we we got a special guest on Monday. That's not DJ. If you want to hear from DJ, go back a couple days. We we got to talk to him about the defense. Special guest on Monday. I have plenty of stuff coming on KCSN daily. It will be the dead period for the Chiefs, but it won't be the dead period for KCSN. We got your Chiefs coverage. We will help get you through the dark stretch here. So like, share, subscribe to the YouTube channel, to Apple Podcast, whatever it is. Give us five stars on Apple, Spotify. Do everything you absolutely can, and we will catch you later. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. 
But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.